this week on The Startup Life. I I worked at my church. I managed the office at my church. And one of the pastor's kids taught me how to make graphics for the church bulletin. So I knew just enough to be dangerous. And that's like the story of my graphic design life. All right, Startup Nation. So let's take flight with Kelly McCausey, founder of lovepeoplemakemoney.com. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. Startup Nation, do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We got a special guest in the building today. We got Kelly Mikazi of lovepeopleandmakemoney.com. How's it going, Kelly? It's great. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Oh, yes. Awesome stuff. So as always, Startup Nation, this is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast brought to you by the Binge Podcast Network. So Kelly, let's start this thing off right. What's your story on your path to entrepreneurship? And tell us a little bit about lovepeopleandmakemoney.com. Okay. So I got my start as an entrepreneur in 2002. I was working full-time, but not making enough money to make ends meet. Honestly, like every other month, something was getting shut off. It was that bad. And I started a a business offering desktop publishing services. Okay. I I made a little website for it. Never got a single desktop publishing client, Mm. but I had people asking me, you know, hey, could you make me a website like that? And it brought me into a, a community online of work-at-home moms. Okay. My first clients were, were work-at-home moms. So I would make graphics for them, set up their website. And it opened my eyes to this whole amazing possibility of building websites and making money, just sharing information as I learned things. Gotcha. And I started an internet radio show, Work at Home Moms Talk Radio, that was in November of 2003. And it set me on a path to completely change my life. I started to attract a community to me and the show. Okay. Podcasting was invented that next year. So my audience like quadrupled in size in, in the month following that. I launched a membership site in 2004 for Work at Home Moms who wanted to get really serious about making some money online. And uh, gosh, 2005, I was debt-free. 2006, I quit my day job. Gotcha. (laughs) And well, Love People Make Money is the brand today because my son grew up and moved out like a long time ago. So being a work-at-home mom isn't my identity anymore. But my focus is still on all of the same things. Creating a business that doesn't like suck all your life away creating a business around content marketing and community building, 
so that you can create income from the things that you love. Absolutely. Uh, just that everybody has expertise and passions and creativities. And, you know, I don't blow flowers up anybody's behind and say, like, you can make money from anything because I don't think that's true. Gotcha. But if you're determined enough, you can find a mix that works. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And we're going to dive a little bit into uh, your story in just a little bit. But before we do that, I want to ask you, you know, so, you know, you, you got into graphic designs and making websites. Have you always, you know, been an artist? You know, you know, is that something you took in, you know, while you were in school or what made you just get into, you know, that type of work? I'm curious how that came to be. I had no background in it, no particular artistic bend when I was young. Okay. I I learned from, actually, I was just thinking about this yesterday. There was a young kid. I, I worked at my church. I managed the office at my church. And one okay. of the pastor's kids taught me how to make graphics for the church bulletin. Ah. And so I knew just enough to be dangerous. And that's like the story of my graphic design life. I hear that. I love that, by the way. You knew just enough to be dangerous. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, there are people who say, oh, well, graphic design, you've got to go to school for it. You've got to you've got to learn like Photoshop inside and out. I still don't know Photoshop inside and out. <laughs> I gotcha. know what I need to know. And I've always been willing to figure out like what's the very least that I need to understand to make this work. A lot of people won't take those few extra steps, but gotcha. that's what opened the door for me. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, the reason I wanted to ask that question is because, you know, first of all, let me repeat this. Make Put this in your toolkit. Learn just enough to be dangerous. I love <laughs> that. The reason I love that is because Startup Nation, a lot of times we don't necessarily have the skills that we, you know, maybe want to have or even know that we even have them buried inside sometimes. But sometimes it could be out of necessity. It can be out of sheer luck to where sometimes those gifts or those those skills that you have are sometimes just unlocked, right? And they can lead to somewhere you just never really thought imaginable. So Kelly, I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. So let me ask you this, Kelly, who or what inspires you as an entrepreneur and why? Ooh, I had a flood of faces in my mind. Of okay. So I mentioned that I started a, a membership in 2004. So mm. that was called Mom Masterminds. Okay. And there were some gals that joined that membership way back then who had a dream about building a business around their community, their interests and passions. And some of those gals are running just big, amazing businesses today. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Nicole Dean. Nicole Dean is my, one of my best friends. She's my partner over at Beachpreneurs. And she was running a work-at-home mom website way back in 2004, 2005, and putting in lots of hours, take, doing whatever it takes to learn. And, and today she runs... Uh, it's called Coach Glue, um, CoachGlue.com. It is one of it is like the premier brandable content resource for coaches and consultants. Okay, it is a multiple six figures business. It has massive impact. She inspires this the Dickens out of me. I hear that, and and other people like that. You know, there are people who I don't know who inspire me, 
like people who I see on television or read about in the newspaper or on a magazine, but it's the people who I've seen start from scratch who are now like just knocking it down. They inspire me because I've seen their journey. Right. And they're just so many, so many awesome women like that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, Kelly, you know, a a lot of us have, you know, had our nine to five jobs, you know, we've, we've gone to school and things of that nature. So what I want to know is what did you learn from the worst boss, mentor, or teacher (laughs) that you've ever had? What did you learn from them? From the worst? The worst. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Sure. Without naming names, there's yeah, absolutely, that- absolutely. Let, let's let's not name names to protect the the, the infamous for sure. Yeah. There, so there's someone I'm thinking about that never missed an opportunity to overcomplicate things. Mm, okay. And who feared their own leadership. So, really? every, you know, my business is all about community, like content and community. For sure. For sure. Uh, but. A community can rise up and overtake your vision. Oh, yes, they can. If you, you know, you want to take advice and input, but when every person who gives you advice and input becomes an item on your to-do list, Mm -hmm. you are in trouble. Mm -hmm. And, And that's what I saw. This person was a mentor in some ways. There was a lot that I could learn from this person and did. But right. there was a lot that I could learn by association. So what that reminds me of, your question is so good because my dad was an alcoholic. Okay. He was, I loved my dad. He was a great dad. Um, he quit drinking when I was nine. So I never got to really experience his alcoholism. Gotcha. But when I was, when I was 16, I went to a party and got really drunk. Okay. And he came home from work and found me worshiping the porcelain God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. And he just leaned against the door and, and he said, you know, you just learned a really valuable lesson. And I'm like, yes, I did. And, and he's like, I hope you don't have to learn them all yourself. I, don't, I hope you don't have to learn them all by personal experience. And it's a gift when we can observe other people making mistakes right? and saying, I'll take that lesson. That stuck with me. My, that experience with my dad stuck with me to remind me to look for, you know, do I have to experience it myself? Because that's a story some people tell themselves. But I did. I learned so much from watching him. I learned to stay true to my own vision, mm-hmm. to take input, but run it through my filter. Right. So that I can keep creating what I see and incorporate the best that my community has to offer without letting it be a distraction. Thank you for sharing that. That and, and thank you for being transparent. You know, I, I understand that probably, you know, wasn't necessarily easy to share, but I, I appreciate your transparency and your honesty. And I'm really know that Startup Nation can really learn something from that. So thank you so much for that, Kelly. I appreciate that. Let me ask you this. And so, you know, take me back to 2002, right? You know, you have very little money, money, uh, mm-hmm. you're a single mom. And I imagine mentally you're not really in a good place, right? No. So tell me about that time. Tell me not necessarily what you learned, but more so what did you learn about yourself and how do you apply those lessons today? I was working for really, I was working cheap. Okay. Um, I, I built websites for ridiculous prices. Mm-hmm. 
I, so I'm a high school dropout. Okay. Um, when I look back at my jobs, I had some, I had some good jobs in, in my twenties, but I didn't have a college degree. I never made more than $11 an hour in okay. any one job. Gotcha. And so when I started my business, if I could do something and make about $20 an hour, I felt like I was killing it. Gotcha. So my mindset was, was financially very small. And so I would design whole websites for people and make less than $20 an hour. I would not consider the amount of time I bring to a project, wouldn't consider my research and my personal learning. I didn't understand back then that I bring value just by showing up. Mm, and I, I do understand that now. I know right. I bring my experience and my, my perspective to a project. And like you literally, I did, I continued to do website design up through 2011. And by then I was getting paid really well to do mm. websites. But today you, you just couldn't pay me to design a website for you. It's not that I couldn't quote you a price that would really value my time, but you just can't pay me to work for you. <laughs> right. I got <laughs> because, you. Because my skills and my experiences allow me to create income in my own projects. So why would I ever want to turn some of that time over to someone else? I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Startup Nation, what I hear in that answer is that like no matter you know, where you feel like you may be on your professional career or your path to entrepreneurship, you have value and you bring value. And, and if somebody doesn't see that value, then I think that says more about them than it does about you. Would you agree, Kelly? Yes, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I really do appreciate that. So Kelly, one of the reasons I definitely wanted to have you on the Startup Life podcast brought to you by the Bench Podcast Network is because, you know, for what you do, like graphic designing and websites and stuff like that, you know, uh, a, a lot of people in Startup Nation kind of do those a similar business. And one of the biggest things they have an issue with is trying to set prices, right? Set, trying to set price for their time, trying to set price for their product or their service or whatever the case may be. So let me ask you this, you know, how do you come up? You don't have to, you know, tell me all the secret sauce, but how do you determine that this price is a uh, you know equitable for the job or or basically how do you set your prices because like I said a lot of people have that issue when trying to start a company like this one. Well, I don't do graphic and web design anymore. Okay. But, okay. But when when I did, you know, prices arbitrary. Okay. And w w I remember when someone said that to me like ten years ago, I just thought you're nuts. But now I understand it's so true. A website that I create for a client, the value is in the eye of the beholder. You know, if if they believe, oh, okay, when I have this website set up, it's going to bring me this much traffic, this many customers, this much profit. So I'm willing to spend that much. They've got an idea in their mind of what the website is worth to them. And, and let's just say that for them, that worth is $5,000. You know, do all graphic designers all over the internet charge $5,000 for a website? A heck no. We've got website designers that do it for $1,500. we have got website designers that do it for $50,000. So, so the price is arbitrary and it really has to come down to you. 
if as a service provider, when I was still doing website design, mm-hmm. I once I realized pricing was arbitrary, I just asked myself, what am I a yes to? I okay. know that I know this project is going to take this much time, this much headspace. Here's the client. How much am I going to enjoy the time I spend engaging with them? What price makes it a yes? And for one customer, that might be $3,000. For another customer, that might be $7,000. Got you. So just lean into your yes. Now that, let's let's just admit right now that if you're new and building a business, what I just said is all total BS. Got you. Because you can't, you know, you need to pay the bills. So, you know, it's not what makes it a, a yes. It's not this warm, fuzzy, like, woohoo, that sounds great. I'll do it for $7,000. It's what, it's what price is the customer going to be a yes to. For sure. For and, sure. And that's why so many, especially website designers and graphic designers, they, they're going to do their pricing in a, in a process of communication with their customers. So gotcha. I think it's really important to have consideration of like, what's the scope of the project? Mm-hmm. Like what's possible? What's a basic package they need? What's a deluxe package that they need? What would the price be for either one of those? And then find out what magic blend is just right for them. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, Mason, what I also hear in that answer is that like, you know, when you're first beginning that like, obviously you're, you're new on the scene, right? So, you you know, you can't really start busting heads in the beginning, right? But over time, as you improve your craft, as you, as you improve your product and service, then you can kind of be a little bit more assertive in trying to find that yes for you and not necessarily that yes for the customer. So Kelly, I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. So Kelly, you talk often about the bright, shiny object mm-hmm. syndrome. What yep. is that and why is that a good thing? So in as an entrepreneur, when you're building your business online, there, there are so many shiny things. You need a website, you need a mailing list, you, you're being told you need a variety of social platform presences. Um, you are being offered this tool and that tool, like, oh, you need this software that makes videos. And, oh, you need a podcast. And, oh, you need a YouTube channel. And, oh, now you need this. Gotcha. And so the sparklies are everywhere. They are. And, um, you know, some people will say, you know, how do you deal with bright, shiny object syndrome? Like, like bright, shiny objects are inherently a bad thing. Mm. And they're not, you know, we're, we're, first of all, we're human. So we're designed to notice new things. Okay. We need to be able to notice new things. We're entrepreneurs. So having a little slice of our attention devoted to new things is just smart. But the key is to is to know that and choose it. So for me, I expect about 15% of my time that's devoted to business, mm-hmm. 15%, that slice of time is for shiny objects. Okay. It's to explore the new tool. It's to read that sales page. It's to, you know, it's to listen to that new podcast because I, I want to filter in this stuff. Um, but then to just quickly to notice when I've given my 15%. 
to stop and say, okay, that's all the time I have this week for shiny objects. Now let's get back to work. So having an idea, rather than trying to resist all shiny objects, just budget in a little time for shiny objects and uh, have someone you trust to help you with that filtering process. Because in my world, so I sell information products. I run memberships. I do a lot of affiliate marketing. Right. So people are reaching out to me a lot to see if I'll promote them. They're telling me about new tools, new new plugins, new new WordPress themes. You know, you name it. There's something new out there. For sure. For sure. Um, you need someone you trust who has some years under their belt in this industry to be able to know sometimes something will scream, oh, this needs my attention, but it really doesn't. A really good example for me was podcasting when that was bright and shiny and new in 2003, you know, 2004. I'm so glad I turned my attention to podcasting, but I was really... I was really distracted last year by Facebook live streaming. Mm, I gave good. it more attention than it deserved. Gotcha. And so it's just a whoops, whoops. It took up more time <laughs> than it really should have. It didn't bring the ROI I thought it did. Whoops. Gotcha. You know, brought my attention back to center. Just, you know, but to, to have people who have that experience help you filter through the shiny ideas can be really valuable. Be part of a community where there's people at varying levels of success that you can run ideas by when you don't have that experience yourself yet. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. I w- that's one of the uh, curious questions I wanted to ask you. So I'm glad you, uh, you uh, told us about the bright, shiny object syndrome for sure. Let me ask you this because, you know, speaking of content, you make a lot of great content, by the way. So tell us about the process, you know, and I guess you can kind of dive into, you know, the Facebook live or something like that if you want to, but tell us about your process when you're making content. Like, what are you trying to, what kind of value are you trying to get to your audience? And also while you're at it, tell us a little bit about your podcast, the Love People and Make Money podcast. So when people talk about what made their business successful, Mm -hmm. I definitely trace everything back to content and community. Starting my radio show, which became a podcast, which became, you know, which sparked a mailing list, which sparked a membership. I hear Um, that. The content attracts and serves the community. And we and we can actually design it to do so. And and so it's, you know, for me it starts with knowing what's this community that you want to love on. Right. What community do you want to serve? Spend time with them. Figure out what's keeping them up at night. What's causing them to stumble? What's frustrating them? And start to create content that speaks very specifically to those needs. I have a process that I go through where I I call it a banner message. Okay. Um, think about think if you were in a city made up entirely of your community, your target market, think about what you would write on a big old banner and march around that city. Hmm. So we're looking for a message that would grab people's attention and make them want to know more. So, you know, a favorite example of mine from the past was a parenting coach. 
her banner message was moms stop babying your children. They're going to turn into weak, whiny adults. Okay. Um, you know, that's a, that's a banner message that gets mother's attention because they don't want to be told not to spoil their children, but neither do they want weak, whiny adult kids. Of course so, not. So that banner message grabs their attention and pulls them in. And then under, once you grab their attention, then you start to identify the supporting ideas. What are the ideas that support that banner message? So nobody likes weak, whiny adults. I mean, think about the la- think about the people at your office who are whiny. Does anybody want to hang out with them? Heck no. Of course you not. Know, you, you develop those ideas. Like, so, so what are ways that you're um, overprotecting your children? And, and when would it stop? And what does that look like? So you identify your banner message. I look for at least five supporting ideas. And then I blow up each of those ideas into an item of content whether that's a blog post, a podcast interview, a live stream, a YouTube video, a small report. So I get a little body of content around that banner message. Okay. And as it if it's resonating with my community, if they're if they're reading, if they're sharing, if they're commenting, if they're asking me questions, then I just know keep building, keep going deeper, find some more ideas to support it. And if it's really resonating, then I might turn that into a webinar. I might turn that into an information product. I might dig deep and say, like, here's 10 ways I can support you in changing how you're doing this. Gotcha. Um, A banner. So many people, when they think about their content marketing, they get overwhelmed. And I find that landing on a banner message and then building around it keeps you focused on your target market's real felt needs and draws them into engagement with you. One of the funnest things I do when I'm coaching is help people come up with that banner message. Okay. And develop the ideas so that they can get into a flow of creating the content, putting it out there, getting the feedback, creating some more content. It's a flow when you once you get the spigot turned on, you like you can't shut it off. You're just you just keep and this engaging conversation with your community. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And so one of the many ways people, you know, do professional development is podcasts like the, the love people make money podcast and startup nation. You can find that podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We actually have a link to it there in the show notes for you uh, for easy access to kind of check it out as well. But also, Kelly, you know, you know, we listen to podcasts, we read blogs, we look, you know, we read research articles. So professional development looks differently for everybody, right? So I guess I want to know, you know, so what does professional development mean to you and what does it look like? Are you reading books? Are you listening to podcasts? Or is it something else? What's professional development for Kelly? Definitely books and okay. podcasts. I am I'm a just a voracious podcast listener. I, these days I love audiobooks, but I do read a couple of things on my Kindle. Okay. I have, I went to a radical leadership retreat in 2013. That's a, a personal leadership a retreat that you can go to focused on helping you know what you want to create in your life and, um, 
it's whenever we talk about personal professional development and lean into personal development, I feel like we start to get woo woo and it's, I'm not woo woo and, and radical leadership isn't woo woo. Okay. It helped me get really clear about what I want, what I'm choosing and what I'm doing that, that sabotages it. Okay. Um, so I leaned into that heavy. I went to a retreat. I loved it so much. I found myself using the ideas and tools in my business with my clients. So I circled back and became certified as a radical leadership associate so that I can use the materials. I just think it's so important because you can go online and learn the steps like website, mailing list offers, you know, you can figure out pretty quickly how to build a business online. So why do some people do it just step after step after step? And why do some people get stuck? And it's, it's about where their mindset is. It's about being confused about your choices. It's about thinking you want too many things at once. And, and so you get muddled. And I just found taking a little sidestep from my, from my business development to my personal development helped me circle back and then rock my business to the next level. Because I don't, I don't let myself stay muddled anymore. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. So right before we go to break, Kelly, tell us what your average day looks like from sun up, from sun down, be as specific as possible. Okay. So, well, today I actually started my day with some meditation and prayer. And I'd like to say I do that every single day. Okay. It's not true. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Understand. But I was feeling really stretched by something yesterday. And so I knew I needed to start my day really centered. I hear that. My day flows around. I'm always email marketing because I have, I communicate with my list almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm writing emails. I am communicating with my team. I have, uh, I have a couple of business partners with different projects, gotcha. writers, virtual assistants, graphic designers. So I'm communicating with them. I am doing podcast interviews for my own show, for myself. I have two or three days a week. I have a few coaching calls with my clients. I use Voxer to stay in touch with my private clients. So every day I'm checking my Voxer and responding to their questions and and comments. I'm creating my own content. Okay. I'm in, usually in some level of development on a new product or challenge. And I, I host events. There's a couple of different events I do through the year. So some, sometimes I'm very focused on like what's next for those events. For sure. But I have seasons of hustle where I have very full days. And then I have seasons of where I just don't work much at all. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I spend a lot of time with my granddaughter, Ava. She's three. Gotcha. Um, That's a fun age. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I do is just, I don't think about it. And any of it is work anymore. That's what's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course it is, but it just feels like engaging with my community. I stay very focused on the people. I mean, that's why the brand is love people and make money because that's what drives me. I, I want to make money. I enjoy money. Mm-hmm. I remember what it was like to not have any, but with the businesses I've built, the brands I've built and the income streams that exist, mm-hmm. I, 
I don't have to sit down at my desk and work every day. So if I'm going to, it has to be about the people. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How you like being on the startup life so far, Kelly? I like it. Awesome. I like you. <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from Kelly's content. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life, powered by the Binge Podcast Network. business owner the startup life reach is growing wouldn't you like your business to grow with it reach out to us to advertise on the startup life you can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com i mean don't get me wrong like this is a great music to have break on but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it need more content from the startup life you say you can now sign up for the startup life all access pass on the binge podcast network's patreon page there is exclusive content written by yours truly video content where i share even more of my business philosophies and whatever crazy content i can think of out of that crazy head of mine and at only five dollars a month yeah five dollars a month this is more content for you startup nation to really get ahead of your competition so instead of upsizing that meal at your favorite fast food joint you can now invest in yourself on your path to entrepreneurship click the link in the show notes to sign up all right startup nation so let's continue so Kelly, uh, you know, on your podcast, you highlight some very strong women entrepreneurs. Tell us a little bit about them and and why do you target focus on them? Well, my original niche was work at home moms. Okay. When I rebranded and shifted away from the work at home mom community, uh, I embraced a co-ed market. So there are men in my market, but still it's 95% women. Okay. It's just, just the natural flow of things. I love People Make Money, the podcast. I really love to interview women who share my love of community, that the content that they're creating and promoting is in service of people and, and that they're really driven by what they help to create in other people's lives. So I love it. I've been podcasting for so long. I actually, there was a season. I don't know if you can all relate to this, Dominic, but there was a season a couple of years ago where I was, I could not do another interview. I felt a little burned out. I was tired of asking the same questions and I took a break. Gotcha. So when I came back, when I circled back, I gave myself permission to do whatever the heck I want with my podcast. So now when, when someone asks about being on the podcast, I say, are you willing to let me ask you anything? Okay. Are you willing to let me follow all my curiosity 
<laughs> I hear that. And have no agenda. And if they're a yes, then I'm a yes. And now it's fun again. And it creates some really exciting conversations. I'm so glad to, to, to be back in love with it again. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I recently had to kind of do a, a, a reshifting of the startup life as well. Cause at first I was just asking everybody the same question. And I was like, no, nah, that's, that's kind of boring. So let's, let's switch it up a little bit. So I know exactly what you mean, Kelly. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So let me ask you this. So, you know, I, you know, I, I started a business, you know, I want, you know, I'll come to you and I want to start a business, right? I have everything in place, but I'm scared. I'm afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, so how, you know, how, you know, and so I come to you for coaching and I, you know, to move forward, what, what are you going to tell me? How, how do you get me from not being scared? <laughs> well, if, if we're going to coach, okay, um, you've probably come in through some of my content. You've listened to the podcast or you've read the blog. Um, maybe you've been to one of my events. Mm-hmm. Remember I said we bring value just by showing up. For sure. The value I bring, this is, and this is what I, I struggle to say it, to, to express it well, mm-hmm. but what I know is that um, I'm, I'm ruthlessly honest. So I don't blow flowers up anybody's behind. If I, if I look at your idea, if I look at your business and I say, this can work, I'm not lying. I, <laughs> I believe it. I, I don't, I believe there are coaches out there who do lie. They do. I'm going to snap that up. They absolutely <laughs> do. Thank you so much for saying that, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I mean, if, if they can make you feel great about what you're doing to get some money from you, why wouldn't they? Right. Um, I, I don't want to spend time working on a project that I don't think has potential. So so if I've accepted you as a client and we're, and we're doing it, then my, my clients know that that right there is a confidence boost. Mm, I hear and that. that's what they tell me. They're like, I know you would never lie to me. I know, I know if you've said that it's possible that it's possible. So let's go get it. You know? So I know that I bring that to the table that I've established these 17 years of no BS. And that gives my clients courage to take the next steps. I don't believe in cookie cutter anything because what works for me might not work for you. What works in one industry might not work in another. So, so we're going to design something for your community that works with you. We're going to design something that fits you. I'm not going to bully you into doing something you don't want to do. But that doesn't mean I won't dare you and challenge you to do what I think you can. You already have confidence once we're started. And that's what's so interesting. I have a client. I've experienced this myself working with coaches. Gotcha. And I've seen it in a few clients. Like literally all they had to do was sign up and have the first call. And it just like gives them permission to go kill it. And so they just run off and, and all they do for the next few months is report back all their awesome. And <laughs> I'm over here going, well, that was great. Did you have a question? <laughs> um, that happens sometimes, not all the time, but gotcha. 
I love, I love to help. Um, my coaching is very experiential. So we get into zoom rooms, we do things together. I don't, we don't just create a to-do list for you to go do. It's very common that, that we roll up our sleeves, crack open a page and edit a sales page together or set up an email sequence together or plot out a product together. It's fun for me to get my fingers into projects that I know can be successful. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that because, and and I, and I, I I can imagine that you would because everybody likes to help. No, I I think generally people love to help people when you can help write somebody else's success story. I think it gives you like this boost, you know, to kind of move forward for yourself, but more so because you're that good feeling of helping somebody. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me ask you this because, you know, in Startup Nation, when you go to lovepeoplemakemoney.com, you have access to a free brandable content bundle on the website. And so you can get that from the website. And we also, once again, have the website there uh, in the show notes for easy access. But also, if you want some coaching from Kelly, we also have not only her website, but her contact information there in the show notes for easy access. Uh, to get that coaching from Kelly for sure. But Kelly, if you would tell us what Startup Nation would get, what kind of value they get when they get that free brandable content bundle from your website. So are you familiar with private label rights content? I am not. Please, please (laughs) drop some knowledge on us, Kelly. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel like an evangelist. Uh, Please do. Please do. So there's there's an industry. Well, let me back up for just a second. Okay. Um, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, there's brochures and stuff in the waiting room. For sure. Or maybe maybe you find out, not us, but somebody finds out they've got diabetes and they hand them a brochure about diabetes. Okay. The doctor didn't write that. For sure. <laughs> they bought those brochures. They bought permission. And they usually even have it branded with their office information on it. So that was brandable content they bought and put their own name on. Mm, okay. okay. Many industries online can do the same thing. Got it. So there are expert content creators who have perhaps say written us a, a course on how to s- start a mailing list or how to uh, succeed on Pinterest or Uh, how to lose weight, how to build muscle, how to overcome insecurities, you name it, all all kinds of niches. Right. They've developed this content and then they offer it for sale with brand, with rebrandable rights, private label rights. So where you might, let's say you want to publish a small report as an opt-in gift on your site, telling people, about, um, you know, 10 ways to grow your mailing list. Mm-hmm. You could write that yourself or you could hire a expert ghostwriter. You'd probably be pay that expert ghostwriter $1,000 or so for their time to write that. Right. Or you could go buy private label rights to a report of content for about 27 bucks. Interesting. You're going to get the editable Word document, the, any editable graphic files, like if there's an e-cover that you can edit and put your own, own name on. And you have full right to edit, tweak, delete, add to that content. 
So you can add, like, let's say it is a report on how to 10 ways to grow your mailing list. Mm -hmm. You could add in a little story about here's what helped my list grow last year. And then you could add in links to here's what I use to grow my mailing list. Like maybe you use lead pages or convert kit or whatever. And then, then you put your name on it and you publish it. Now, some people have an ethical issue with, with putting their name on it. They don't want to claim to have written it if okay. they didn't write it. So you might want to say presented by. Understood. And then, then you just you explain that this was X, you know, I, I commissioned the expert creation of this content, which is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And the reason you can buy it for $27 is that anyone else can buy it for $27 too. Gotcha. And it's okay because you're publishing it on your site under your branding for your target market. They're publishing it on their website under their branding for their target market. And probably never the two will ever cross. Gotcha. Uh, so, so brandable content is this fantastic content marketing easy button that mm-hmm. you can use to fill gaps in your expertise, save time. Uh, it's just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for that lesson. And Startup Nation, you know, Kelly, you know, has offered a game changer to your business if you didn't already know about this. Because what you're able to do is what we always talk about all the time on the startup life. You get to ha- kind of play like the big boys do. Where you talk about, you know, Kelly, that, you know, that, uh, that licensing brandable content or whatever the case may be. That's no different than what sports teams do when they sell the licensing of like a sports logo for like smaller companies to like sell. Like if you, yes. if you make bats or whatever, right? And you yep. want to have like the New York Yankees on that bat or the Boston Red Sox on that bat or whatever the case may be, right? That's that's some work that you didn't have to do. Now you just slap a brand on it and now you can sell it, right? Yeah. So no, no, that's that's amazing content. Thank you for sharing that. So the brandable content on my website that you can claim, I mm-hmm. went around to eight of my favorite PLR creators and asked them, can I have something free? Gotcha. <laughs> so they've given me codes you can use to go claim something from them. So you'll be able to download a full version resource so you can see what it's like. You don't, you don't have to go spend money to just to see whether or not you're going to like their style of content. So it's a, just this risk-free way to check it out and use it. I mean, what you download is yours to use. You, you would, you, if you go claim some of that free stuff, you can have a new mailing list opt-in. You could have some new blog content. You'd have content that you could use to do some Facebook lives, email content. A lot of people buy PLR. I have a friend who buys PLR just to read it, disagree with it and go write something. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Which is too too funny. That's interesting. It's very, it's a great Kickstarter. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. That's I think that's a game changer for many of us, including myself, that didn't know about that. So thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about some fun stuff. Tell us about your retreats, right? Like on the beach and everything else. Tell us a little bit about those because those sound amazing. Oh, they are. Unfortunately, they're just for girls. Just for for ladies. Fine, fine. I know. Tell us about it anyway, Kelly. It's all good. So Beachpreneurs Mm -hmm. is my, it's a female entrepreneur event brand that I run together with Nicole Dean. Okay. And 
we have a beach house retreat on Pensacola Beach every March. And uh, we've got a great big beach house. We take, uh, including us, up to 15 women come in and spend three days at the beach house uh, setting goals, breaking through roadblocks, and and setting some plans for when they get back home. Gotcha. It's very intimate. It's a mastermind. So, sure. so we're not like teaching. We're not sitting there all day with our laptops open. We are masterminding together as a group in a couple of different sessions during the day. And then we're enjoying the beach. We're, we're relaxing. We're hanging out. We're, we're cementing these new friendships. So this is, well, we started in 2013. This March, we're actually doing back-to-back retreats. It's our eighth and ninth beach retreat. Oh, nice. And I don't know when this show goes live. Um, we do have space at the second beach house this year. But if you listen to this too late for that, you can always inquire about next year. Gotcha. This episode probably will be out in time uh, for that. Because I think your next one is in April, correct? The next beach retreat is in March. Oh, the, March. Okay. The April event is our beach camp. Gotcha. Our, okay. So that's our hotel conference event. Okay. It's still rather intimate, probably about 50 gals this year. Gotcha. And beach camp is on Daytona Beach with four inspiring mentor speakers. The beach house came first and beach camp came around uh, in the following year because so many people said, someday I'm going to be able to go to beach house. Someday my business will be mature enough. I'll be making enough money that I feel like I can invest in a retreat like that. Mm -hmm. We thought, well, we need to connect those dots then. (laughs) So right. we created Beach Camp as an event that is for everybody, wherever you are in your in your business dream journey, that you can come and learn and workshop and start creating something that makes money without overcoming your life. Right. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um let me ask you this, you know, where, where do you see your, your podcast, your, your company, where do you see it in the next three to five years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I had, I had an, a shocking moment this month. Okay. Um, so I got a confession that I'm, I'm not fantastic with my books. Understood. I, I don't, like I, 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 everyone says, know your numbers. I don't always know my numbers. Fair enough. I, I, I need to have it better outsourced. That's what I need. Gotcha. But I wasn't, I knew my business was doing really well last year. I knew it was growing, but I didn't know until the first week of this year, I pulled a report and I took, it took my breath away. Um, I, my, my revenue for 2018 was just over a quarter of a million. Okay. And that's, that was a pretty big jump for me. So I thought it would take me a little bit longer to get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm honestly in this space of, okay, Kelly, you've got to get smarter with your numbers. You've got, you can't be surprised by stuff like that. 
Gotcha. Um, and, and so I see myself being better organized, better administratively, more outsourced. And, you know, I, I see that number growing and growing, um, you know, and I just, I, I want to, I want to impact more lives. I want to see my, I want to see the events grow. Okay. I just want to see the exponential impact of everything. I want to see more people getting tuned into what their message is and getting it out there. You know, one of the things I shared, um, in addition to the Beachpreneurs events, I have an event in Atlanta every year. It's called Exposure and Profit. Okay. That next event is in October of 2019. But one of the things that that I shared this last year is that, you know, I love people. I I want people's, I want their needs to be met. I want whatever they need, I want them to find it. And I can't meet those needs. I can't, I can't tell someone how to have a happier marriage or a healthier heart or a more well-behaved dog. I can't, I can't help people, you know, discover their, their creative angles, but you all can people listening to this podcast right now, you guys have solutions and answers and resources for people. I want them to, to know who you are and what you do and what you can help them with. I want to inspire you to publish content you're proud of to serve people you love. Mm. I, I want to, I want to take a stand. My stand is that they're out there looking for you. I hear that. I have that stand too. Yeah. So my invitation is, is that, you know, hear me and go for it. You know, take your own stand, become an invitation for others, have your impact. And and I just want to keep walking through the doors that help me reach more and more people. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. Because the thing is like when we, start talking about numbers and stuff like that. Not every entrepreneur is willing to share that and, and, and share, you know, what you just shared about their numbers. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Let me ask you this. Who are your mentors, Kelly? Well, on a personal level, I am deeply inspired by Bob Goff. Okay. Um, Bob Goff wrote the book, Love Does and Everybody Always. On a professional level, I'm inspired by Donald Miller. He's he wrote Story Brand, and they happen to know each other. Isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> they're I'm I'm very inspired by their drive, and and what drives them, and their excellence. I'm willing to bet they know their numbers, right? Right, <laughs> they might. They just might. <laughs> All right. Kelly, uh, let me ask you this. I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why? <laughs> My superpower. Well, instigating communities, creating okay. a space for communities. Gotcha. It's not my superpower, but it's my belief gotcha. that if you create a space, I feel like I could give a better answer, but no, I think this is a good one because like, even like, a, you know, there are some superheroes, you know, in certain, you know, comic books or wherever the case may be to where they can create whole entire worlds. So I buy it. So 
I don't want to cross over into being negative about, about the coaching industry because sure. there's so much that's fantastic about it. Absolutely. But there's a, that there's a flavor in the coaching world where a coach lifts themselves up to say, I am awesome. I have the plan. Mm. Follow my plan and you can be just like me. I hear, I, I see where you get. And, and so people rise up and try to become just like them. And I have no desire for you to be like me. I believe you're amazing. Just like I know if I, if I stand up in my confidence and talk to you about content marketing and community building, that you will rise up and create great content and communities. Just like I know if I create a space, you'll come in and find what you need. I believe that you're going to have that impact on other people. That that all any of us need is an invitation to rise up in our own creativity and bring what we were designed to bring to the world. You don't need, I don't need to cookie cutter stamp you into my image of anything. Right. It'd be a mistake. It'd be a it'd be a recipe for frustration. And just more and more, I just look to create the space and let you see yourself in my eyes. Gotcha. All right. So that's, you know, we, right before we ask our last question, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciated your time and the value you have provided for Startup Nation on the Startup Life Podcast brought to you by the Binge Podcast Network. So Kelly, there's an entrepreneur out there who's getting ready to quit or they're in their business and they feel stuck. Talk to Startup Nation and tell them to keep going. Why should they keep going? Give them, <gasps> give them some nuggets of wisdom. Oh, gosh. Keep going. Don't give up. Uh, find a new circle to spend some time in. Dig back into your community. Uh, get into relationship with somebody who needs you. And it's going to just bubble up creativity and purpose in a new way. A gal that I just had on my podcast this week, Stacy Ann Lowry, she's the ornament girl. She came to one of our beachpreneurs retreats thinking that she was done with what she was doing, that she'd taken it as far as she could. And in the magic of the, of the room and the magic of the mastermind, she got a whole new vision went home, launched a, the same business, launched a membership that now is just absolutely crushing it. She's got, she's shipping out 2,600 craft boxes a month. She's running, she's doing one of those elusive craft box memberships that everybody seems to want to do these days. She's actually doing it and making it work. You know, she was ready to give up. Thank God she didn't. You know, who knows what's just around the corner for you? Keep at it. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Did you enjoy it, Kelly? I did. You're awesome. 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 All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. Kelly is a great entrepreneur because she encompasses two things that a lot of times people think you need to separate. She has no problem with making money, but at the same time, she also loves to empower people. And I think as long as you're being intentional, there's no shame in doing both. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as can be now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Bench Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Still here, huh, Startup Nation? Well, look, if you're going to hang out, you might as well check out a clip from next week's episode. Here you go. I just don't have the fear that a lot of people have for whatever reason. I'm not married to confusion. I would say a lot of people temper their words because uh, they might be afraid of how it affects their their money or social cachet or any of those things. I don't have those concerns because I'm not in business with other... I'm... Sole proprietor of my own stuff. I'm For sure. Kind of my own one woman show over here. So I don't have, I really don't have anything to lose. I only have things to gain by having my own voice mm-hmm. and putting it out there. And if people relate, they do. If they don't, they don't. That, my friends, is Manir Safia Jones, creator of Juntland. And trust me, we wanted to get her on the show now before she makes it all big in Hollywood and forget about us. So if you want to catch that episode, subscribe to The Startup Life right now on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So that way, when we upload that episode, it'll be right there. So now get out of here. You got a company to grow.